This is a Faith FM podcast. You're listening to The Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen, right across Australia, right here on Faith FM. Hello there, and thanks again for joining once again. I'm Robbie Bergen, and you're listening to The Faith Experiment. And this is episode number 34 of The Faith Experiment, and I'm calling this episode The Mark of the Beast and the COVID Vaccination. Now, on this episode, I have a great book to give away absolutely for free to anybody who texts in today's code word. The book is called Decoding the Mark of the Beast, and it goes along very well with the topic that we're going to be exploring based on your questions. Now, without opening the scripture, many people speculate about what the mark of the beast will be. Maybe it will be some sort of surgically inserted microchip or some kind of in-house monitoring system or maybe it's a tattoo or a QR code of the mysterious number 666. Well, this book is going to help you unlock all the mystery and get straight to the clear, transparent meaning of this passage of scripture. So to get this book today, you will need to text the code word during the show. You will need to text that code word to the faith experiment number 0488845311. So save the number in your phone right now, 04 888-45311. That's the faith experiment number. And wait for today's code word. Well, I love hearing from you on the faith experiment, and I would love to hear from you today. Where are you listening to the faith experiment from right now? Let me know by texting me on 04888-45311, or you can email me on Robbie at faithfm.com.au. Now, if you're joining me for the first time, the faith experiment is about putting faith into practice. It's about experimenting with faith. And so far on the show, I've taken you on my own personal journey of how I went from a non-believer to a faith experimenter. And we've just finished looking at a series of how to enhance your study of these ancient manuscripts, how to build your faith. And now we've been delving into your questions. I've had questions sent in to me from day one since I started the Faith Experiment here on Faith FM, and I have been going through in the last few episodes looking at these questions that you've been texting in and trying to give you clarity from these ancient manuscripts. Not my opinion, but what these manuscripts teach, these manuscripts of the Old and the New Testament. And I've had questions like, is there life after death? Where is hell? What happens to babies when they die? What about those who are cremated? Are they raised up at the second coming? Is there a connection between COVID and the end of the world? Why does Jesus dying on the cross save me? I've been saved. Can I ever be lost? When will Jesus return? Is the secret rapture in the Bible? And many, many other fascinating questions. If you've missed any of these questions, go and check out the past episodes on faithfm.com.au under the podcasting section or pick up the Faith FM app and look for the Faith Experiment. And you'll be able to go back and listen to the answers I've given from these ancient Hebrew and Greek manuscripts. Now, we've looked at some really interesting questions so far. I started by looking at that question from Eva who asked the question, how can you be sure the Bible is actually trustworthy? And we've looked at the evidence because at the end of the day, if there's no evidence that suggests that the Bible is in fact trustworthy, then why are we wasting our time even trying to find answers in these ancient manuscripts? And as I went through that, that question, we found 
that from a historical point of view, a scientific point of view, an archaeological point of view, a mathematical point of view, and from a personal impact point of view, we found that no matter which way you look at it, the Bible provides evidence that it is in fact a supernatural book and worth our time to experiment with it. And then we looked at a bunch of questions around prophecy. We looked at Rosa's question, which asked the question, do you miss out on anything if you don't study Bible prophecy? And I shared with you how that the Bible is one-third prophecy. So the conclusion is, is that if God's gone to the effort to give us so much prophecy and we neglect it, then we probably are missing out on something. Then we looked at the connection between COVID-19 and the end of the world. We looked at the rapture and we found that in the Bible, there is not going to be any secret rapture. In fact, it's very much the opposite. There will be a literal, visible, audible, and global event known as the rapture or the second coming, but not secret. And the whole point of this is for God to reunite with his people face to face. Then in the last episode, we looked at the issue of guilt, sin, and peace, and how life and death of Jesus actually saves us from sin. And as I mentioned before, if you've missed any of these previous episodes and you want to catch up on some of those details, go to the Faith FM app and uh, get it from your app store or go to faithfm.com.au, look under the podcasting section for the Faith Experiment and you will also find the Faith Experiment on all good podcasting platforms. So, on today's episode... I'm going to be answering a number of different questions that I've been asked about the mark of the beast and the COVID vaccine. Questions like Joyce's, who asked this. She says, what is the mark of the beast? And do you think it's the COVID vaccine? We've also got this question from Susan, who asks, is the COVID vaccine the mark of the beast? After all, it looks like we will all have a mark, and if we don't show it, we won't be able to buy at some shops. Also have a bunch of other questions around this theme, so stick around. It's time to take a short break now, but when we come back, I'm going to jump right into a bunch of these questions about the mark of the beast and the COVID vaccine. And coming up is the code word for today's great giveaway, decoding the mark of the beast. You're listening to The Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen, right across Australia, right here on Faith FM. Connect with us via text message on 04888-45311. That's 04888-45311. Or send an email to robbie at faithfm.com.au. Bring my heart and see 
Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen. Right across Australia, right here on Faith FM. Listen live or listen later. Get the Faith FM app from your app store today. Welcome back to the Faith Experiment. I'm your host, Roy Bergen, and that was Lauren Daigle with First. And this is episode 34 of the Faith Experiment, and I'm calling this episode The Mark of the Beast and the COVID Vaccine. And coming up is the code word for today's great free offer, Decoding the Mark of the Beast. So stick around for that. So on this episode, I'm looking at questions, questions that you've asked me, what, again, I'm calling the Mark of the Beast and COVID Vaccine. And once again, I have received some really good questions. So let's get straight into it. Now, the the questions I've received, there's a bunch of these questions that relate to this topic, and they're all very similar in nature. So I'm just going to share with you all the questions first, and then I'll try and break down the answer from the Bible. Okay, so here we go. So the first question I have here comes from Joyce, who asks this question. She says, what is the mark of the beast? And do you think it's the COVID vaccine? Then there's Susan's question who texted in is the COVID vaccine the mark of the beast after all it looks like we will all have a mark and if we don't show it we won't be able to buy at some shops then i have this text from barry who asks do you think the qr code is the mark of the beast and then ben 
writes in saying, I think the COVID vaccine is the mark of the beast. And then Yani texts in asking this question. She says, hi, Robbie. How can you be so sure, based on the Bible, that the COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast? We can't work without it. Maybe in the future we won't be able to buy or sell without it. And then David texts in saying, this QR code check-in and the talk about a COVID vaccine passport and all the restrictions of freedoms, it smells like end-time Bible prophecies being fulfilled. I'd love to hear your thoughts, David. Well, thank you everyone who has taken the time to send in these questions. And I have to say, you know, everyday people are asking these exact same questions too. I had a chat to a barber not long ago who is thinking that this COVID thing is somehow connected to a one world government takeover. I was talking to a doctor in Melbourne just recently who's not a Christian, but he thinks that this might be all part of some kind of doomsday end of the world prophecy. So everyday people, thinking men and women, they're taking note of the things that are taking place around us and they're asking themselves, what do these things mean? So if I look at all of these questions, they're very, very similar in nature. At their core, there are obviously two parts to them. The first part is the mark of the beast and the second part is the COVID vaccine. Now, let me start by saying what I'm not going to address on this episode. And that is whether or not there are health merits of a vaccine or not. I'm not going to look at the risks or the benefits of the COVID vaccine. I want to explore this question of what is the mark of the beast and could it be that the COVID vaccine is it? That's what we're going to look at. So let's jump right into the first part of these questions, the mark of the beast. So I think of all the biblical terms that are out there, The mark of the beast may well be the most well-known, and it's definitely probably one of the most popular term outside of the Bible and even the Christian community. And I guess that's because it's connected to these really dark and sinister actions, and it's somewhat resonated with pop culture and Hollywood films over the years. This apocalyptic biblical term, the mark of the beast, it comes from the book of Revelation. And it's specifically mentioned in chapter 13. You'll find it mentioned in verse 16 through to verse 18. But let me set the context and then we'll read the passage and see what the scriptures actually say about this mark of the beast thing. So if you've been listening to the faith experiment for a while, you'll know that it was the book of Revelation that led me personally from being an atheist into a Christian to a faith experimenter, and to a follower of Jesus. So this book holds a very, very special place for me in my faith journey. Now, what I love about this book, the book of Revelation, besides the message, is the way that the book has been written. You see, John, who was Jesus' disciple, one of his disciples, he has chosen to write this book in what we call a chiastic structure. Now, that sounds very technical and a bit, or what does that mean? Well, chi, chiastic, chi comes from the Greek alphabet letter of chi, which is basically an X with kind of curly ends, but it's an X in essence. And what this means for literature is, is that if it's written in a chiastic structure, it means that it follows the formation of the letter X, which means 
that it's mirrored from the right to the left. And the right and the left keep mirroring each other all the way to the center of the X or the center of the literature. And this is generally where the climax of the point of the literature is found. And this is the way that John has formed this book. And where we find this this climax is in chapter 12, in, right in the center of the book of Revelation. We find the climactic point of what the first 12 chapters are building to and the last 12 chapters are leading back to. And so it's really amazing method of communication because it provides a really clear way to ensure that we're interpreting the book correctly. Because you see, if you interpret the left-hand side of the book wrong, then it won't unlock the right-hand side of the book and the right-hand side versus the left-hand side and vice versa. It's a really amazing principle. But the key is, is that right in the middle of that X is the climax. That's the center theme. So what does this have to do with the mark of the beast? Well, I'm so glad you asked me. You see, Revelation at the center of the chiastic structure is chapter 12, and the major theme of chapter 12 is war. Now, it's not war between America or China or Australia or, well, whoever. It's not a war of nations or tribes. It's a war between truth and error. It's a war between Christ and Satan. It's a war between good and evil, a war between life and and death. Now, we call this chapter the Great Controversy Chapter, or the Cosmic Conflict Chapter. You see, this chapter begins with a war that breaks out in heaven between good and evil. But as you track through the process of time, it makes its way down to earth. And at the close of the chapter, in verse 17, the passage reads like this. It says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman and went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So this great controversy that started millennia before in heaven, which has now made its way down to earth, seems to end with the dragon, who in this passage of scripture, based on verse 9 of chapter 12, is the devil, it's based on him declaring and directly making war on the remnant or the offspring of the woman, which is a symbol of the church. So now in this passage, we are told what will happen. We're told that there will be war. War will happen. It will be between Satan himself and his representatives and his side and all that good stuff fighting against the church. Now, what we're not told in this verse is how it will happen. How will this war be fought? And so, this is where chapter 13 comes in. In the very next verse, we're introduced to, you guessed it, the beast. Well, it's time to take a short break now, but when we come back, I'm going to continue looking at your questions on this topic of the mark of the beast and the COVID vaccine. And coming up is the code word for today's great giveaway, the book, Decoding the Mark of the Beast. I'll be right back after this with The Faith Experiment. The Faith Experiment is made possible because of people like you. If you enjoy what we are doing, please consider supporting us by making a donation on our website at faithfm.com.au slash donate. 
calls on you Who do you call on when all your hope is gone All your hope is gone And what do you do in the pain Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen, right across Australia, right here on Faith FM. Welcome back to the Faith Experiment. I'm your host, Robbie Bergen, and that was Jaden Levick with Come To Me. This is episode 34 of the Faith Experiment. I'm calling this episode The Mark of the Beast and the COVID Vaccine. And coming up is the code word for today's free offer, so make sure you stick around. On today's show, I'm answering your questions about the Mark of the Beast and the COVID Vaccine. And before the break, I share with you some of the questions that I've received in this topic. Questions like Joyce, who asks, what is the mark of the beast? Do you think it's the co-vaccine? And Susan's question, who asks, is the co-vaccine the mark of the beast? After all, looks like we're going to have a mark. And if we don't show it, we can't go to some shops to buy. Barry asks, do you think the QR code is the mark of the beast? And Yanni asks, how can I be so sure if the Bible teaches that the co-vaccine is or is not the mark of the beast? And David asks that the COVID check-in 
and the talk about the vaccine passports and restrictions smells like end time Bible prophecy. Love to hear your thoughts. So before the break, I shared with you how that there are basically two parts to this questions. The first part is what's the mark of the beast? And the second part is, is it the COVID vaccine? So we've been looking at the first part, which is the mark of the beast. Where does it come from and what is it according to the Bible? It's always dangerous to try and interpret these manuscripts based on current events. We're meant to understand the passages using the passages and other um, biblical texts themselves, and then we will understand events and how they fulfill these predictions, not the other way around. Now, I share with you how that the mark of the beast, that term, comes from the book of Revelation. It's found in chapter 13, verses 16 to 18. But to understand a little of the context, we found that at the center of this chiastic book, the book of Revelation, right there in chapter 12, there is the major theme of war, the war between good and evil, truth and error, Christ and Satan. And we see that even though this war started in heaven in the passage, it ends up on the earth between the devil and the remnant of the church. Now, we know what will happen in this passage. We know that war will happen, but we don't know how it will happen. And that's when the very next verse in chapter 13, verse 1, that's where that comes into and introduces the beast, the same beast who has the mark, as in the mark of the beast. So now let's have a look at some of the characteristics of this beast and what it does. And and this is not going to be an exhaustive list because we don't have time for that, but here are some really clear things the beast does. In verse 1 of Revelation chapter 13, it says that the beast has a blasphemous name. Now, if you're like me, When I first came to this passage as an atheist, I had no idea what blasphemy actually meant. And what I found out was is that blasphemy means speaking sacrilegiously about God. But that didn't mean anything to me either. What does sacrilege mean? And so then I had to look that up too, and I found out that sacrilege, which is what blasphemy is, it means it's a violation or a misuse of what is sacred or holy. So this in this passage, this beast, it makes a violation or it misuses something that's sacred or holy, which in the context, this sacred or holy thing belongs to God. Okay, so now in verse 2, the beast, it says it's given power, a throne, and great authority. So this power, by the way, in Bible prophecy, the symbol of a beast represents a power or a system. This power doesn't take the power, and it doesn't take the throne, which is a place to rule from, and it doesn't take the great authority. It's totally and completely given to this system, this power, this this uh, entity. So we have a blasphemous name, which means that it's making a violation or a misuse of something that is holy, and it has received all its power. It didn't conquer and gain this power from somewhere. Okay, so let's look at verse 3 now. In verse 3, the Bible says that this beast or this system, it receives a deadly wound, but then the deadly wound is healed. So something disastrous happens to this system or to this power. It dies, in essence. If you have a deadly wound, you're dead. 
but then it miraculously comes back to life. So, it sort of disappears off the world stage, but then it comes back. And it doesn't just come back. The verse continues. In verse 3, it says, And all the world marveled and followed the beast. This is absolutely incredible. This system, this beast, this power, it doesn't just come back from the dead, so to speak. It's not like it just disappeared off the world stage and then it just comes back sort of secretly and quietly. It comes back and the whole world takes note and marvels at it. And then in the very next verse, in verse 4, it says, And so they, that's the world, they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Okay, now, moving along, next we read that this beast in verse 5 and 6, it says, he speaks great blasphemies against God. Now, remember, blasphemy is sacrilege, and sacrilege is a violation or misuse of what is sacred or holy. Now, if we go back to verse 17, back in chapter 12, we're told that in that final showdown between Christ and Satan, the connection is to the commandments of God. That's the thing that identifies which side you're on, the commandments of God. Now, this is the holy thing that's being held in violation or misused by the beast here. I mean, this is the very context we're dealing with. Now, in verse 6, we're told that this beast blasphemes God's holy name. That means he misrepresents his character or violates his character. So, He's actually claiming to be God-like or on God's side, but misrepresenting God. Next, it says in verse 6 that he blasphemes God's sanctuary in heaven. Again, the beast is in violation of the sanctuary in heaven, which is holy. He's misusing it. He's misrepresenting it. Now, interestingly, God intended the use of the holy sanctuary in heaven to be the way in which sin is forgiven. And so this beast is somehow misusing this holy heavenly sanctuary and is providing another way to be forgiven of sins. And so as we look at these characteristics together, we're seeing a constant pattern here. Every characteristic has a religious nature to it, a religious dimension to it. Now, in the next verse, in verse 8, it says, And all who dwell on the earth will worship him, that's the beast, whose names are not written in the book of life. Okay, so let's summarize this backstory, the context here. We're told in Revelation that the core of the message of the book in the center of this chiastic structure in chapter 12 is a great controversy, a great controversy between Christ and Satan. And at the end of the chapter, we're told that this war that started in heaven will end here on earth between Satan and and the remnant of the church. Then, in the next 10 verses of chapter 13, we're told how this war will be fought. Satan will have some kind of puppet, his front man, known as this beast. And what we know about this beast is, is that it is some system, it's some power, it's a religious system, a religious power. And we know that because he receives worship and he misuses and violates things that are holy, God's holy law, God's holy name, God's holy sanctuary in heaven. And as a result of all of this blasphemy and sacrilege or misuse or violation of the holy, he manages to convince the world to be in awe of him and to marvel and to ultimately worship him. So it's very clear from the context that the beast is a religious power, 
a religious power that has usurped God. He has usurped God's holy law. He's usurped God's method of salvation in the heavenly sanctuary. And ultimately, he has usurped God's position on earth. This is why John, in his other epistles, uses phrases like antichrist, which means putting oneself in the place of Christ. So now that we understand that this beast, who is Satan's front man, is a religious power usurping God's law and place on earth, we're then introduced to a second beast in verse 11. Now this beast is very, very different to the religious system we've just seen. The second beast, or the second power that comes onto the scene, is not described as religious. It has no religious characteristics or behaviors. In fact, it's just the opposite. The second power is all about force. It's about power and strength and might. In fact, you can think of the second beast as the hired help for the actual beast, the first beast we just talked about. It gets the people to go along with the will of the beast, the pseudo-religious power. One way or another, he compels them, coerces them, forces them. And this is the setting where we find the mark, the mark of the beast mentioned. So let me read to you Revelation 13, verse 15 and onwards. It says, He, this is the second beast, was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. You see, again, the issue is worship with this first beast. The issue is about forced worship. Continuing into verse 16, it says, And he, again, this is the second beast, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, that no one may buy or sell except the one that has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And so here is where we find the mark. It's described as being placed on the right hand or on the forehead. Now, remember, the book of Revelation is highly symbolic. It's also a book that draws heavily from the Old Testament. In fact, more than 60% of the verses of the book of Revelation are citations and direct allusions to the Old Testament. And that's exactly what John has done here. John has drawn this imagery of a mark being on the right hand or on the forehead directly out of the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 6. And in this passage in Deuteronomy, it's used to describe where God's law should be bound as a sign or a mark. The commandment should be bound as a sign or a mark on our hands and on our foreheads which makes perfect sense based on the context. Remember, back in Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, the war is connected to the holy commandments of God. That's the what, what the war be fought over. And then we're told how this first beast, this counterfeit system of worship, is blaspheming God's holy law, God's holy sanctuary in heaven. He misuses and violates God's method of salvation. And interestingly, in God's holy law, there's only one commandment that specifically mentions the word holy. And that's the fourth commandment. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So in other words, don't misuse or violate or blaspheme the Sabbath. So it would seem that John here is giving us a major clue by using imagery from this passage in Deuteronomy. John is alluding to the fact that the time is coming 
when the people will be forced to go along with this counterfeit system of worship, this counterfeit system of religion. And they will need to show their allegiance to this system by taking the mark of this beast, either in the forehead, which in Hebrew meant to consent with or to agree with the idea, or to take it in the hand, which again in Hebrew means to agree or to go along with something, even if you don't really believe in it. So, the mark or the sign of the beast, this counterfeit system of religion, of salvation, of worship, it must be of a religious nature, because it is a religious issue. Everything about the beast is religious. Therefore, everything about the mark must also be religious. Well, it's time to take a short break now. But when I come back, we're going to continue looking at your questions on this topic of the mark of the beast and the COVID vaccine. And coming up is the code word for today's giveaway. I'll be right back after this with The Faith Experiment. If you have enjoyed this episode of The Faith Experiment, please help us get the word out by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your up it's a new day dawning it's time to sing your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when the evening comes bless the Strength is failing 
The end draws near and my time has come Still my soul will sing your praise unending With ten thousand years and then forevermore Bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul I worship your The Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen, right here on Faith FM. Welcome back to The Faith Experiment. I'm your host, Robbie Bergen, and that was Will Morrison with 10,000 Reasons Bless the Lord. This episode is number 34 of The Faith Experiment, and I'm calling this episode The Mark of the Beast and the COVID Vaccine. And coming up shortly is the code word for today's great free giveaway, a wonderful book. It's an excellent resource. You need to get it called Decoding the Mark of the Beast. So stay tuned for the code word. On today's show, I'm answering your questions about the Mark of the Beast and the COVID vaccine. And before the break, as we looked at the first part of the question, what is the Mark of the Beast? We have found that the beast is a religious power. It's a counterfeit system of worship, a counterfeit system of salvation that speaks blasphemies against God, which literally means to misuse or to violate what is holy. And so it misuses or violates God by misrepresenting him as an imposter or as an anti or in the place of Christ. This religious power misuses or violates God's way of salvation through the heavenly sanctuary. He misuses or violates God's holy law. And I share with you before the break how that the only commandment in God's holy law that actually even uses the word holy is the fourth commandment that declares, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And so John then uses this imagery from the book of Deuteronomy where God asks his followers to bind his holy commandments for a sign or a mark on their hand or on their forehead, representing agreement to God's holy law by intellectual acceptance, that's the forehead, and in their actions, and that's with their hands. And so, the mark of the beast is really just a mark or a sign which is a symbol of a law or commandment of the beast power. It's the law of this religious power, this usurping religion. And at some point, this religious power, with the help of that second beast, is going to force all, everyone, to accept this sign, this mark, this law. And in verse 15, it very, very clearly says that this is all about worship. So this must be a religious law, a worship law that must challenge the fourth commandment, the holy commandment. So this is what the mark of the beast is based on Revelation. So a vaccine can't possibly be what John is describing here. 
because at least this vaccine is not being positioned as an issue of worship. But there is a second element to this mark, which is very concerning, and it's the real reason why many people are asking questions like, hey, could the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, be the mark of the beast? And that is because of what verse 16 and 17 actually says. Listen to it again. It says, he, that's the second beast, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead that no one may buy or sell except who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, notice this. It says that if you don't have this mark, if you haven't intellectually agreed with it with your mind, if you haven't gone along with it by your actions, you can't buy and you can't sell. Now, because of what we're being told from our various governments right now, local, state and federal, and not just here in Australia, but around the world, we're being told things like, if you don't do this, no jab, you won't be able to fly. Uh, no jab, no pay. No jab, no job. No jab, no seat. No jab, no club. We're, in fact, seeing the same method being used right now, as this prophecy describes. It's the method of force. It's the method of coercion, all of which are fundamentally opposed to the essence of God's government, which is the freedom of choice, which until recently all Christian-based Western societies was based upon. And so there's no question that there is a seismic shift taking place in Australia and around the world where we're seeing what I think is the foundations being laid for this methodology of force and coercion, which is extremely worrying as a student of Bible prophecy because we're heading right into this landscape that this prophecy describes. But let me be clear, be very, very clear. Even though we are, I think, seeing foundations being laid for this methodology of force and coercion to achieve the powers that bees bidding, and we're seeing this being mainstreamed right around the world, I don't believe that the vaccine in and of itself is the biblical mark of the beast. I think that's very, very clear because the mark of the beast, as I've already established, is of a religious and a nature of worship. And clearly, COVID-19 vaccine has nothing to do with that. However, like I said, the foundations that are being laid now for society to accept coercion, force, this is placing us in a very dangerous landscape that I think is feeding straight into the foundations for this prophecy to be fulfilled. Now, in terms of the vaccine itself, that's up to you. Because I believe we all have freedom of choice a foundational principle of God's government. If you want to get it and you're fine with the risks versus the benefit, fine. And if you think the risks outweigh the benefits, fine. You have that right. You have that freedom. Just don't go vilifying someone who has chosen to exercise their freedom differently to you. We have to stop this this tribal mentality where we find a side to fight with us and then we turn on anyone and everyone who doesn't eat like us, doesn't drink like us, doesn't look like us, doesn't take the same view on the vaccine like us. God gave you freedom of choice. Use it. But he also gave everyone else the freedom of choice. So is the COVID vaccine the mark of the beast? I think the answer from scripture is a clear no. 
But is the foundation being laid right now in society for this tribal mentality and for this method of coercion to achieve agendas? I think the answer is yes. But does that equate the mark of the beast? Absolutely not. Now, friends, we're living in extraordinary times. And as faith experimenters, we believe that the things taking place in the world right now are not some random chance with uncertainty all around us. We have the confidence that these ancient manuscripts have been given by a God, a loving God who knows the future and he knows our future. And Jesus taught us that he has told us these things before they happen so that as they happen, as they come to pass, we would believe. So take heart, faith experimenter. Let your faith grow as you put it into practice. And may God bless you abundantly. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I have this great book called Decoding the Mark of the Beast. This book is a perfect help for you to dig deep in today's topic. So if you'd like to get this free book, all you have to do is text in the code word hash FE34. Text that to 04 and the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. So text the code word, that a hash symbol or pound symbol, followed by FE for Faith Experiment and 34 for 34, all one word, no spaces, nothing else, just hash FE34. Text that to 04888-45311. Now it's time for this week's inbox. This is where I browse through the inbox and share your comments feedback and questions. I have a text here from Raphael who says, love the show, listening from Leopard in Victoria. Well, Raphael, I hope the Victorian lockdowns end very soon, but I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Um, Stay tuned. More exciting episodes coming up very soon. Another text here from David who says, listening to you, Robbie, from Ellenbrook, Perth, Western Australia. Great to have a Western Australian tuning in. And Christine has written here, I received my book I requested. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you. No problem, Christine. I am so excited to be able to share these wonderful resources completely free to you, my faithful listeners here on The Faith Experiment. And I have another text here from, I think it's Guidex, who says, I'm listening from Townsville and I love Faith FM. We love you too. Thank you for tuning in. Love Townsville. Great place. Look forward to visiting there. Um, early 2022 so stick around and maybe we can catch up when we get up there Gladix and another text here from Kathy who says thank you to the faithful Faith FM bot and to Robbie I love your musical choices for each program Robbie thank you Kathy I really appreciate that I uh, I take great um, pride in the songs that I pick for the show they're songs that mean something to me and I hope they all mean something to you and also the faithful Faith FM bot says thank you too Well, thank you all for your feedback. I really do appreciate it. You can text me your comments and questions and any other feedback to 04888845311. We can email me on Robbie at faithfm.com.au. I love to hear what you're thinking. And that's all for now. I'll catch you next week at the same time right here on Faith FM for the next episode of The Faith Experiment. I'll see you then. You have been listening to The Faith Experiment with Robbie Bergen. Connect with us via text message on 04888 45311. That's 04888 or send an email to robbie at faithfm.com.au and let us know what you thought of this episode.